Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Finding Peace in Him. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to talk about stress, one of my favorite topics. Not because I like stress, but because I see that understanding stress is the key to your recovery. And it all begins in the soul. Augustine said it perfectly when he said, You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. Isn't that beautiful? You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. Our nature, the nature that we inherit from our parents and grandparents all the way back to Adam and Eve, is restless and ambitious and nervous and self-seeking, and it can't sit still because we're always looking for the next thing. We're always anticipating the next moment. We're always planning for the next activity or the next meal. And we can't sit quietly. We're always rushing away to the next thing. You sit quietly for a moment, and what do you do? You reach for your iPhone. Admit it. Be honest. You reach for your iPhone, or you reach for some food. We seem to be incapable of sitting quietly. So. That is going to be the theme of today's program, and it's actually been the theme of many of my programs. Now, restless we are, but we all sense something wrong with that restlessness, with that nervousness, with that anxiety. Never a moment's peace. Sometimes you say that, right? (laughs) Your parents or your partner never give you a moment's peace, or at the office, they never give you a moment's peace. Like somebody said, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And so it's always something. But you have to learn how to be in the moment and to not anticipate, be anxious. So what did Christ say? He said, take no thought of tomorrow. He said, that's right, take no thought of tomorrow. But you're incapable of doing that in your present state of mind. You're always anticipating the next thing. And what does that do? It makes you nervous. And when you are nervous, you have to try to control your nervousness. So how do you control it? You find something that you can fixate on. A text message, a piece of music, some food, something to fixate on. And if you can't fixate on any of that stuff, then you stare at the television set so that you're not constantly on edge, all right? But in order to not be on edge, you have to find the secret. Augustine said, you created us for yourself, O Lord, 
and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. Now, don't expect the world to be of much help to you in this regard, because people know that the way to control you, the way to get you to do what they want, and then eventually you become so nervous and anxious and worried, and you have health issues from all your nervous, restless activity that you end up needing their services, and they have pills for you, don't they? And they have plans for you, and then they will help you control yourself. How do they do that? They give you things to do. They give you things to study. They give you goals. And so, sure, if you fall into some group, make the mistake of becoming involved. See, that's another way that you temporarily think that you have solved your restlessness, your anxiety, your worries, your fears, your doubts. They're all connected. You think you have solved them temporarily when you get involved with someone. Because why? Because they fixate your mind. They engage your emotions. See? And so while you're fixated on them, while you're involved with them, it temporarily takes away all of the other worry, all of the other anxiety, all of the other. You understand? And so you get involved with some person. But then what happens then? Pretty soon they invade your space. Pretty soon they own you. Pretty soon they're dictating your life. Pretty soon you're a slave of them. See? And then you try to escape. So you find somebody else or something else to to latch on to. That's it. You latch on to things. So you latch on to your iPhone. You latch on to music. You latch on to some organization. You latch on to some person. And it temporarily stops all of the other worry, doesn't it? We all know that if you go to, to some expert and they seem to know what they're doing, then they tell you what to do. And then you feel better, don't you? Temporarily, you feel better. Why? Because their assurances take away the anxiety, take away the, the having to worry and stress and try to figure things out and try to do things. You see what I mean? So what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So if you get involved with some organization, some big group, oh, yes, then they have things for you to study. They say they have the way. And so you listened to them. You do what they tell you to do. They have activities for you and they have things for you to read and things for you to study and things for you to watch. And so you get all involved with that. And while you're fixated on that, the rest of your life falls apart. And then you get involved with one person and the rest of your life falls apart. And then you, you get involved with work and oh yeah, they engage you there, don't they? But then the rest of your life falls apart. And then one day, you were all involved with your work, and your wife says she wants a divorce. You're all involved in your organization, your religious organization, or whatever it is. And then one day, you find out your, your kid ran away from home. You get all involved in this cause or this, that cause, and one day, you discover that your health has fallen apart. So, do you understand now what the problem is? How you made us for yourself, oh Lord. And our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. There is the key. You're listening to Shedding Shackles, a breath of fresh air on the radio. 
Restlessness is going to be the theme of your life until you take your last breath, unless you find your creator. He's the one to be involved in. And no, I don't mean an emotional thing where you sing songs and all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. I mean, you find him. All right. Now, here's the key. In the Old Testament, we read, God said it. He gave us the key. And what did he say? He said, be still and know that I am God. That's what he said. Be still. So, there's an important key for you. If you want to find your creator, you have to be still and know that he is God and you're not God. See, one of the reasons why you're always rushing around and worrying about everything and trying to solve everybody's problems and trying to solve all your own problems and then you create more problems is because you're playing God. You're trying to control everything. You're micromanaging everything. And then when you finally can't bear micromanaging anymore, then what do you do? You turn it over to somebody else and let them micromanage you. But that's not the answer either because they don't know what they're doing. They're going to mess you all up. And then you'll hate them. That's it. No, that's not the answer. Find your creator. And then you will find peace. Didn't Christ often talk about peace? He said, peace be with you. Wouldn't it be beautiful if Christ said to you, peace be with you, my peace I give to you? He gives you peace. See, and of course, it's God, the Father, and through Christ, He gives you peace. Find God, and you will have everything. Okay? So now that I've said that, I think you understand. So now I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, Well, that's great. Roland, what you just said is true. I understand. That's the way I am. I'm always rushing around, and I can't find any peace. And then I get involved in something, and then I wish I hadn't. And I've tried alcohol and marijuana. See, that's what that's the other thing. Then you try alcohol, drugs, marijuana, pills to try to give yourself an artificial peace, but it doesn't work. Why? Because then you become enslaved to them. And all they do is temporarily take away the anxiety and the angst and the restlessness. They take it away temporarily, but then it comes back, doesn't it? So you got to find your creator. So you say, well, how do I do that? Well, you have to learn how to be still. And I'm going to now share with you something that I did a few weeks ago, a few months ago, actually. And it's so good. And it's about stress. And I'm going to play it for you now so you can hear it. You will discover how to sit quietly. And when you do, then you get back in touch with your creator. You find him when you learn how to sit quietly. And when you learn how to get out of those, see those thoughts carry you away now. Those thoughts, 
See, you're always thinking of the next thing to do, the next text that you have to send, the next call that you have to make, the next meal that you're going to eat, the next thing you're going to buy, the next this, the next that. You're never in the present, always rushing. So how are you going to get out of out of those thoughts, you have to learn to stand back from them. It's that simple. See, the soul can actually stand back from thought. You don't have to fall into the thought stream and float away with it. You can stand back and watch the thought. That's where you have the separation from that restlessness. And that restless nature that you have, you need to, be, to find separation from it so you can watch it. Watch it. And your soul then can incline toward your creator. And he then can have an influence upon you and give you peace and quieten your restless nature and your restless mind. You've tried to do it yourself and it doesn't work. You need him to do it. So once again, you got to find him. And if it were hard, then nobody could do it. But it's not hard. It's simple. It's so simple that you miss it. You think you have to do something. You have to study something. You have to buy something. Just sit quietly. Now, here's the thing. When you sit quietly, then it's going to seem like your anxiety is increasing. Your nervousness is increasing. You start to become aware of things that you've been running from and that you didn't want to face. And you see, for example, that you hated your mom or you're resenting your wife, or you hate your work, or you resent your coworker, you will begin to see that. And as long as you are unwilling to see those things, as long as you're unwilling to see them, you won't want to see them, and so you'll escape into something. Escape into worry, escape into thought, escape into food, escape into drugs, escape into marijuana. You'll escape into music. You'll escape into anything that takes you away from realizing the truth. But when you finally are willing to see the truth, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you, you want to come clean, you say, I want to come clean. See, you just want to be honest. You don't want to hate anybody anymore. You don't want to resent people anymore. Then you have the attitude that permits you, see, that permits God to enter. See, you've been, you've been keeping him out. You don't realize that, that you've been involved in an unholy alliance with the dark side. Yeah, that's right. It rises to help you keep away from God. And it will say anything. It's very clever. It wants a separation between you and your heavenly Father. Just the way it wanted a separation, it and operating through other people, it wanted a separation between you and your earthly Father. See, it wants to separate you so that it can then control you, mislead you, lead you astray. And it promises, promises you freedom. Yeah, if you're angry at your dad and you resent your parents, then sure, it offers you freedom to rebel. So you think that's good, but all it's doing is enslaving you. It's taking you away from one thing and enslaving you to itself. So... First thing you have to do is be willing to see your own resentments. Mostly, that's mainly what you're guilty of, is resenting other people and doubting God, of course, but you inherited that, that doubt. So it's mainly resenting other people. Let go of the grudge against your dad. He couldn't help himself. The world was too much for him. And don't resent your mom. 
Nobody ever had true love for your mom. So let go of your grudge against your mom and your dad. Let go of your grudge against other people, against everyone. Just let your hair down and be a plain and simple person and get the little exercise that I'm going to tell you about and learn how to sit quietly. See, it helps you. See, not only have I given you the key, but now I have a little something to, to help you get started in sitting quietly. Take Shedding Shackles with you wherever you go with Apple Podcasts. Do you have a question for Roland? If so, call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. The great French philosopher Blaise Pascal put it this way when he said, All of humanity's problems stem from a single cause, not knowing how to sit quietly in a room. In today's program, I'm going to show you why you need to know how to sit quietly in a room, and I'm going to show you how to do it. And I'm going to use a super modern biofeedback technique of hand warming And I'm going to tie it all together with some of the things that Christ said. So, fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. This could be one of the most important programs you've ever heard. The 2022 Stress in America survey conducted by the Harris Poll on behalf of the American Psychological Association revealed that 76% of Americans reported they had experienced at least one symptom in the last month as a result of stress. Symptoms such as headache, fatigue, feeling nervous or anxious, depressed or sad, and 7 out of 10 Americans, 72%, based on the results of the Stress in America survey conducted on behalf of the American Psychological Association, reported that Seven out of ten Americans experienced additional symptoms in the last month, including feeling overwhelmed, changes in sleep habits, and or worrying constantly. Americans are under stress. The Barna Group conducted a survey of pastors and found that 38% of pastors said that they have seriously considered leaving the ministry. They are under stress. The Barna Group also found that mental health is going to be the new focus of Christian ministry for the foreseeable future. Americans are under stress. And if I've been doing anything for the past 34 years, I've been talking about how to deal with stress, how to conquer stress, even how stress can actually help you to become stronger. James said it. He said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience 
have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So today I want to talk about stress. Christ was the greatest stress reduction expert who ever lived. He understood stress totally and completely, and he taught us how to overcome it. For example, he taught us to forgive because he knew that unforgiveness and grudges cause us to have stress. He told us to not sweat the small stuff. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't be anxious. Don't give thought to tomorrow. Consider the lilies of the field. He understood. And he was giving you principles, principles that will help you to live more productively and to restore joy in your life. He understood stress. Now, what you need is a little bit of help. You need a little help in overcoming your stress because right now, if you're like most people, you are lost in your thoughts. As a matter of fact, the Stress in America survey conducted on behalf of the American Psychological Association found that some of the stress symptoms that people have include such things as anxiety, worrying constantly. You see what I mean? So, what is anxiety and worrying constantly but succumbing to thoughts, falling into thoughts, and being lost in thoughts, most of which are negative? So, you have to find a way to not fall into thoughts. We all know that when you sit around worrying, it doesn't do any good. But the problem is you do fall into worry. So I want to give you something that will help you not to fall into worrying, not to fall into excessive thought, not to fall into negativity, and thereby you will be free to see what is wise. You will be free to realize God's truth and God's love into your life. You will be free to not be lost in grudges, hurt feelings, bitterness, and so forth. See, if you're not lost in grudges, you're not lost in resentment, you're not lost in worry, you're not lost in anger, you're not lost in negative thoughts that drive the anger and drive the worry and drive the resentment, you understand? Then you are free, free to love, free to be patient and free to move forward productively, to move forward with zest instead of constantly rethinking and second-guessing yourself and sitting around worrying, free to live your life. So, here's what you do. You need to get a new little biofeedback exercise that I just made. It's called sitting quietly. Sitting quietly. All you have to do is go to SheddingShackles.com. That's my website, SheddingShackles.com. It's called Sitting Quietly. A 
Meditation Moment with Jeremiah Trujillo. When you were a little kid, you trusted what you knew in your heart. Remember? You saw things and knew they were weird, and you didn't doubt yourself. You were free. However, through a slow process of seduction, tease, and cruelty, rewarding you for going along to get along, slowly you began to leave that realm and you fell into this other state, a hypnotic state. When you are fascinated or fixated by something, it's kind of a false worship. You should be fascinated by Christ, and you can worship him not by being fixated on worldly signs or objects, but by getting in touch with intuition so you can wordlessly know what's right. Find more inspiration for your day at SheddingShackles.com But I want you to get the exercise. It's completely free. There's nothing else that you need. You don't need anything else. You don't need to buy anything else or watch anything else or listen to anything else. All you need to do is then is practice that little exercise so that you get better and better and better at being aware of your hand until it tingles a little bit. And because it is a biofeedback exercise, you get better and better at it. As the days and weeks go by, you get so good at it that you can be out going for a walk and you are aware of your hand and it becomes warm and tingly. When you're sitting somewhere and there's a lot of things going on, you can at the same time be aware of your hand. You could be sitting in an office meeting and at the same time be aware of your hand as you're noticing what's going on at the office meeting. It centers you, it quiets you, it calms you, it gives you a sense of, se- of control, of self-control. It restores your dignity. And you know what? You know what? When you are calm and you're aware of your hand, then it's easier to pray. It's easier to read a little something in the Bible and realize what, something from what you read, to be inspired by something that you read. It's easier for you to be patient with your family. It's easier thus to express love, to receive love and express love. So you've got to get that little biofeedback exercise. I call it sitting quietly. I want you to get it so that you can begin to conquer stress. You can get it for yourself. You can share it with your family, share it with your friends. It's called sitting quietly. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.